Hey there family, welcome back to Discipleship Vlogs. I'm Joey Hungerford, and in this video I'm talking about what is the New Testament? Why should we learn it and value it? What it is and what we should do about it? If you haven't already, check out my other video on what the Old Testament is. Alright, let's get into it. So why value the New Testament? Well, let's talk about New and Old Covenant. God has already established a system and a covenant with His people. A promise, an agreement. And then Jesus comes on the scene one Thursday night in Bethlehem and he talks about a new covenant. This is the Friday before Jesus is going to be killed. And by the way, blood is always needed to establish a covenant. Look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. It says, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. 1400 years before Jesus came on the scene, the people of Israel had already entered a covenant with God. And we refer to that as the old covenant. 1400 years later, Jesus establishes the new covenant. And that's why we refer to the Bible as old and new covenant or testament. But why would we need a new covenant? What was wrong with the old one? Because the old covenant spends a lot of time setting it up, making it look like it'll work. God brings his people out of Egypt. Moses leads them into the promised land, gives them the law and says, if we just follow these rules, submit to God's authority, then we will remain in covenant with him. But that doesn't work. We see little glimpses of revival throughout the Old Testament when prophets call people back to God. but. The norm becomes the people rebelling against the authority and God's commands keep feeling like burdens to escape rather than building blocks to build their lives upon. And you see, there's the problem with the law of Moses is that it exposed sin, but it was incapable of eradicating sin. The law was like a, a flashlight looking at the engine of a car. It could expose the problem but not actually fix the engine. I know this from being a parent with my two-year-old daughter. The rules are not enough. There has to be a relationship. My daughter, Sersha, she can know all of the rules, but without a relationship, she doesn't really want to obey them or base her life upon them. And at the same time, that relationship it has to be based on unconditional love. She has to know that I love her, not just when she's obeying, but even when she disobeys. It's a relationship built on, I love you, period. And that's a good way of understanding the need for the new covenant. God said that he would write the covenant on our hearts, not on stone tablets. With the covenant on our hearts, we would deeply desire to obey it through a relationship with him. In Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 33, it's, it's often helpful <laughs> to view the New Testament and the need for it through a lens of an Old Testament passage. It says this, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. But how would he write his rules in our hearts so that we would want to obey them? He would bring us into a relationship with him. In verse 33, I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. 
for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. The New Testament is about a saving and forgiving king. Now, the New Testament is only about a third of the size of the whole Bible. The other two-thirds are like the, the setup. If you ever watch um, a trilogy, Star Wars, The Lord of the Rings, the first two, two movies are long and perhaps slow, and the third one is really exciting and everything comes to a climax. It's the same with the Bible. The New Testament is the climax, it's the third installment of a trilogy, and it's the good news. All of the unresolved hopes of the Old Testament are about to get resolution. So what is the New Testament? Well, it's more than just the right side of the Bible, or, or the shorter side. The New Testament is made up of the Gospels, written by eyewitnesses or friends of eyewitnesses of the ministry of Jesus. It's taken from there into a book of history with Acts. There's an unknown author of the book of Hebrews. And then the majority of the New Testament is letters written to new Christian churches by the Apostle Paul, with the exception of some letters written by Peter, John, James, and Jude. But a quick explanation of how the Gospels are different because they're four different perspectives of the same story. Well, the Gospel of Matthew, it's written to a Jewish audience. It quotes Old Testament passages constantly. And so we believe that Matthew had a Jewish audience in mind. The word fulfill is mentioned over 16 times in the book of Matthew. For example, Matthew 1.22, right at the start, it says, this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Or Matthew 26.56, this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. So Matthew wants to show a Jewish audience that the New Testament is fulfilling the Old. The Gospel of Mark was written predominantly to a Gentile audience. And we see this as in how in Mark 7, 1 through 5, and phrases from Mark 5:41 or 7:34 or 10:46 or 15:22 and verse 34. It's as though his audience was unfamiliar with these Jewish things. It's a fast-paced narrative that actually spends about a third of the book going over Jesus' crucifixion, and the rest of it mostly focuses on Jesus' miracles. Luke is an investigative account. It focuses on the historical details, putting them in proper order. He states that this is actually the purpose of the book in Luke chapter 1 verse 4. Lastly, the Gospel of John was written so that people would believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And it's throughout the book of John that you really see the heart of Jesus, the human side of Jesus, and all the beautiful I am statements of Jesus. So now that you know what technically makes up the New Testament, what do you do about it? The author of Hebrews contrasts the two covenants, and he concludes that the New Testament is superior. Look at Hebrews 8, 6. It's superior because it's built on better promises through an even better lawgiver than Moses. And he's writing this because he doesn't want the Jewish recipients to receive the letter and then retreat back into Judaism. With the old covenant broken, the new covenant was needed. Covenant is referred to almost 33 times in the New Testament, and it mostly refers to the new law and covenant given by Jesus, ratified by his blood on the cross. So those of us who are living under the new covenant have the benefit of reading through it and seeing how God was so faithful with his promises. When you face a struggle, a crisis, or doubts, you can return to the New Covenant to see how faithful God is. The New Covenant shows that God has made good on all of His promises. 
and with faith and patience and abiding in his word, the New Testament, you can endure and you can enjoy your relationship with God as well. Thank you for watching this video. If you enjoyed it, check out the Old Testament video, subscribe to the channel, or check out the blog in the description to learn more about the Word of God, how to interpret it, why it's our authority, and how we got the Bible itself. Thank you.